Hey Rockstar, welcome. This is a storytelling platform designed to empower you to build yourself up physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. Why stories? Because stories live on. They are eternal. They are a powerful reminder of what one can accomplish when opportunity presents itself. So listen carefully, learn the lessons, apply them to the big five, and become the rock star of your industry. It's the most wonderful time of the week <laughs> when rock stars from all over the world tune in to hear me speak. <laughs> hey, rock star, welcome. This is your show, a place where we share powerful videos, oh, powerful stories to inspire you to grow physically spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. So then you can go and be the rock star of your 
industry. <laughs> Episode 12. And Andrews, America Christmas. Welcome to the show. As you can tell, Miguel and I traveled 1,000 miles from Tennessee to Texas to get here to Andrews, America. And uh, we made it home. We made it to, to country, small town, Texas time. Um, fair warning, I'm here at my parents'. Uh, we have family members. They're going to start coming in, trickling in. So you might hear noise in the background. You might not. As a matter of fact, I'm using the mic built in instead of my usual mic just to keep it simple. But uh, other than that, that song or that video that I just played uh, was about five, six years ago. Wow. It's the first time I ever let my beard grow out completely just because I never thought I could grow one. And I remember that year. I decided not to cut my hair nor trim my beard or trim my mustache and just let it all grow for one year and come Christmas. That's how long it was, 13 inches long locks and the scraggly. And uh, But now though, I like to keep it nice and trim. Uh, but anyway, neither here or there. But uh, yeah, that was just something, a rough cut video that, that uh, a low budget production actually helped me record. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of prizes for you guys, but uh, I just have a few stories that I wanted to share. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep the shades on. It's not too bad, actually. So why not? Let's just keep the whole aesthetic of the rock star. I'm hoping that right now, wherever you are, Christmas Eve, in your home, with your family, or wherever, that you are slowly but surely getting into the spirit of things. This time is a time of reflection, the time to be thankful for what we do have. A lot of people have gone through a lot. We have lost a lot. We have, um, <laughs> we've sacrificed a lot, but yet, like last video or last last show, keys to success is is gratitude, is is Thanksgiving. That's that's one one element to, to help you overcome and, and, and look forward to what is to come this following year. Um, small town country Christmas, uh, little Andrew's Christmas. What could I say? I guess one of the memories that I have growing up in a small town, um, whenever we have plays and pageants, it's it's a big deal. I I do remember one particular Christmas program that we had in my elementary. My music teacher, uh, Miss Curtis, always always tried to get me a singing role. <laughs> and this particular Christmas, I don't remember what it was. Maybe we were trying to save Christmas or what. But they brought out in a lot of his not historical, but you know key Christmas characters. And my I was given the role of Ebenezer Scrooge. Mind you, it was post-Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge. I was a changed man. I was no longer the grumpy grouch. I, I was someone that, instead of being someone who tried to take, I was someone who was giving and, and had laughter. And of course, it was a musical, being a school pageant. But one thing that I never quite understood as a kid is why we had to wear makeup to go on stage. 
to begin with, we didn't really have all the fancy lights or the family or the, the cameras. I, I, I guess just uh, Mr. Loris, our, uh, our, our, she's the one who helped prepare us for this. I guess she had a theater background or something. And in her world, if you're going to perform, you need to wear makeup. So they had me there dolling me up, putting base in whatever cream or whatever they put on my face. And then she goes, now well, let's put some details. And she was doing the little, whatever it is, crow's feet to make me look older. Um, I had a little top hat, long wig. And then she started to put like frowny um, wrinkles on my mouth. Like, whoa, what's going on? She goes, wasn't Scrooge like a mean guy? And yeah, she was also putting like little frowns. Like, no, 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 no. This is a reformed Ebenezer. This is a reformed Scrooge. She goes, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm now a nice guy. I'm a good guy. She's like, I've never heard of a, a nice Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> you know, I still remember a piece of, the, of my song. Something like, bah humbug, bah humbug, no more of that for me. That's all I really remember. But Christmas plays or pageants at school were one thing. You know, another place where we did a lot of Christmas plays was also at my church. Uh, I remember many, many roles. I was really involved in theater, or at least in whatever was offered to me here in, in Little Andrews. I remember one particular role, one particular play. I played the son of a single father or of a widowed father. Um, and I was, I think I wrote a, a letter to, to Jesus, baby Jesus, like, dear baby Jesus. Because, you know, in the church, you can't write this hand, you have to write to baby Jesus. <laughs> And I was just talking about how I wish someone would help my father out because he's sad this year. We lost mom last year and, and I don't want to lose my father. Something like that. I forgot how the letter went, but apparently I mailed it. And the post office person found it and read it and like, who's sending a mail? Who's sending a letter to Jesus? And like, there's no address. He just said to Jesus. So he opened it up or it wasn't really sealed well. And there was no stamp on it. So he's like, we can't mail it. And he opened up and he's read it. It broke his heart. And he felt moved and he shared it with everyone in his office. And I remember one of my friends, Frank, as he was in the background, just sweeping. He was just there an extra and he just go like, well, sweeping. And they approached him and he goes, hey, and he got money gave to, to, to help out this little kid. And, and he kept on sweeping. But uh, in the end, um, they came to to give a blessing of this just to, to help out this father. I think I don't remember all the details. Maybe he was going to be kicked out of the house, something like that. And they helped them out of this. And it was, it was a Christmas miracle for the kid. And in the kid's eyes, he wrote to Jesus. But, you know, it all works together. <laughs> Another fun time is I do remember that when my uncle would do would, would direct Christmas plays, he always had the foresight of having us record our voices. You know, the other ones we have to memorize our lines and, you know, there's, there's, there's bloopers, <laughs> but he's like, you know what, to, to erase or minimize any kind of, of, of bloopers, he had us pre-record our lines. And then we just acted out the lines. We, we, we pandemine, we talked, we pretend we were speaking and that actually worked good until you forget your cues. And I remember one particular um, scene, I had, I had my cousin, was supposed to be talking and he was saying the line, but at that particular moment, he was taking a sip. And, <laughs> and as the cup was going, his line was being said and he looked. <laughs> so 
<laughs> we still had bloopers, you know, but it was still a good Christmas. I, if anything, it made a really good memory. Oh, man. But, you know, going to church on Christmas is one of many traditions we had. You know, traditions are some of the most beautiful things. And I'm sure everyone has their own traditions, you know, putting up a tree, wrapping gifts. In our house, as you can tell, this is just, uh, if anything, just one, 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 one fourth, a quarter of how many gifts we're going to have under this tree. Uh, because somewhere we got in the habit where every member of the family gets at least one gift from everybody. And that makes for a lot of gifts. Even if it's just something small, even the little ones, they got in the habit of just getting something to give something. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Of course, my family's not about so much about getting. Uh, we're more about giving, more about blessing. And, and that's one thing I appreciate about that part of my family tradition. Another uh, another family tradition, and I'm, I'm actually, this is one that was kind of lost. But, uh, well, we always had family gatherings. And the cool thing is Christmas time is when I really get to reconnect with my father's side of the family. Thanksgiving is for my mother's side of the family uh, when I get to reconnect with them. But um, I remember I was talking to my best friend. We were, we were just reminiscing of the old, old days. We used to have an old tradition. We haven't put into, we haven't put it into practice recently. Uh, but I remember my, my grandpa would have the, the uh, tradition of, of fattening up the pig. And all year long, he would fatten up this pig at my uncle's farm ranch. And then a few weeks, maybe, yeah, a few weeks before Christmas time, maybe at, right after Thanksgiving, we would have a the slaying of the pig. You know, it sounds kind of grotesque. I'm sorry for you vegan people. Actually, I'm not sorry. Um, please don't take offense. Uh, we were inhumane. It was fast. We didn't suffer any. And then we would uh, we would use every part of the animal. But you know, that night we would take off the skin and we would deep fry it. And we'd have uh, the traditional chicharrones, which is a Mexican delicacy, uh, basically pork rinds, fried pork rinds. And we'd fry it outside, out there. My cousins, I would play around in, in the big yard that my uncle had in his ranch. And uh, it'd just be a festive time where my aunts and uncles would gather, talk, catch up with each other and just have good times. And then later on that week, or maybe a week later, they would begin to prepare the meat. They would add spices, they would add whatever needed to be done. And, and usually on a weekend or so, my mom would meet up with my aunts and they would go to to either my, one of, of, of my aunt's restaurants and they would start preparing tamales. You know, they'd get the, the corn, corn leaves and uh, they would put the, 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 the corn, uh, the masa, the corn masa, uh, dough, whatever you call it. And they would start flattening them out. I remember my grandpa would just be there flattening them and piling them, and my aunt would be putting in the the meat. There was some really spicy, uh, and there was some regular. They even had some bean tamales, and then they even had some sweet tamales. But I never really went for the sweet tamales. They just didn't make sense to me. To me, tamales are supposed to be savory. But anyway, and they would fill up pots and pots of tamales, and sometimes I'd stick them in the freezer to wait till Christmas, closer to Christmas time. Then as we got to Christmas, um, usually Christmas Day, 
Oh, it, it, it varies. Christmas Eve, we would do stuff with certain members of our family. And then Christmas Day, my immediate family, my sisters and siblings, we'd open up our presents in our house. And then that night, we would go to my grandma's house. And all day, my grandma would be cooking these tamales. And, and we show up, and they had pots and pots of tamales to indulge in. And we were a big family, mind you, but there was enough for everyone. And normally, they also would complement with a big pot of, of, of beans. And they would have hot chocolate, uh, a drink called champurrao. Um, I forgot the other kind of drinks they would have there, too. Um, I did just so many tradition drinks. Uh, um, and then, of course, they would have coffee for the adults. But it was just a, a great time. And the adults would be in the kitchen talking. Most of my cousins and I would be, we would all pack into this living room watching a little TV, little tube TV that my grandpa had. And then when the adults were finished eating, um, they would make their way into the living room and kind of shoo us all outside. Now, most of us would think that was a bad thing, but it's not. Because uh, my cousins and I, some of our best memories is going outside and playing hide and go seek with neighbors outside. <laughs> we'd use trees, we'd hide in shrubs, the whole neighborhood became our playground because back then it was it was safe and we had fun for hours until our parents would come like yell at us by names. It's time to go. And we run up to them and and then head home. And that that was a tradition that 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 I was lost simply because with times and we all grow up. We, we grow up. We have our own families now. Uh, we have tried. I, I, I commend my aunt. We're at least trying to do a family meal once again. Of course, this year, as everyone else, we, we can't really do the big things anymore, but that's okay. I, I've had a chance to, to Zoom call, catch up, talk, you know, just share my love whenever I can with my uh, distant relatives and such. But that's that's a tradition that that um that I, I enjoy around these holidays. Um what else? Oh yeah, well I I guess we got to talk about Little Andrews or Andrews America. Andrews America, West Texas. There's a lot of desert here. Not so much desert, it's just dry. Matter of fact, right now it's about maybe the coldest it's gonna get is 50. <laughs> it was cold this morning. It's like 21 this morning, but it's, the sun came out and it's about 50 degrees outside. But I we do get snow here. We do get snow, and when it snows, it snows. Well, sometimes we do get a lot where they have to close down school, and, and I can I can remember on, on a few times when that has happened. Um, <laughs> and when it snows, it's quite a treat. You know, actually, my parents used to have this little snow cone machine that my dad would would, would shave the ice, but uh, whenever it snowed. He would go out there with this big yellow plastic bowl that my mom had, and he would scoop up snow from uh, the top of the cars because that's that that's clean snow, right? <laughs> no wonder my meat system is so good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he would bring it in, and my mom would get the scooper, and she'd put it in cups, and then we had all these syrups, and she'd put them. And I remember we would have snow snow cones all around Christmas time or just the holidays. And then I had weird cousins who put pickle juice in there. So I just, that's weird to me, but that's me, you know? <laughs> oh, another thing, another memory. And we were, my, my best friend and I were, were, were thinking about this the other day. 
Um, again, my aunts, one of my aunts used to have a cafeteria style restaurant before it became a buffet. Now, cafeteria style like Luby's or Furs Cafeteria, some of you guys don't even know what that is and you'll never know the pleasure of having a cafeteria style. I guess um, the closest thing to Nashville that we have is Arnold's, the meet and three. It, they give you trays for that. Anyway, my aunt had all these trays for that time. And then when she transferred, became a buffet, the trays kind of became obsolete. And she had a stack of them for the longest time. And I remember one particular winter when we had snow, my best friend, uh, my cousin, he went and, and talked to my aunt and convinced her to let us borrow, borrow three trays. And uh, since she said yes, he grabbed those things. We we met up and we made we got on our bikes and we made our way to Mustang Hill. Now, you have to be from Andrews, America to know what Mustang Hill is. Uh, it is. Well, if you know West Texas, it's flat. There's nothing out here. But we do have Mustang Hill. And whenever it snowed, we'd get our, our trays and we'd get on the top of that thing and we would zoom down. And as you're coming down, you better pray to God you're right with him because you can die. Now that I think back, we were crazy kids to do that. However, you know, you're, you're, when you're young, you're fearless. When you were born in Andrews, America, you know no fear. You are fearless. You, <laughs> you just... Oh my gosh, to think back to, to sliding down that, that hill. Whew. Truly, my mama's angels are watching up over me. <laughs> Ain't that right, Miguel? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take these off. Uh, I'm starting to see too much red. I just wanted to just share a little bit of what I get to experience whenever I come to Andrews, America, to celebrate Christmas. I don't know what's going to happen in the future as we get, as things change, progress. Oops, we're, going to go. we're almost done. We're about to go. He's getting hungry. We're about to go eat some, some pozole with the family. But before I go, I guess any final thoughts that I just wanted to share with you guys that, you know, doesn't matter if you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or the winter solstice, whatever it is that brings you together with community, with family, with loved ones to, to share a meal, to share drink, to, to, to just bring laughter and joy, cherish those things, cherish those traditions, practice them more. Cause that's really what I enjoy most about this. You know, there was a time where I became, was, what was it? When I became um, a bit jaded by the Christmas commercialism, and I was like, oh my gosh, we are spending so much money. And I think that year, instead of buying gifts, I donated all the money to a charity and told my family, <laughs> congratulations, you, you helped save the whales or something like that. And you could just imagine how thrilled my little niece and nephew, who didn't understand the concept at the time, were about that. <laughs> But then I realized, you know what, it's not the more I travel, the further away I've gone away from my family and, and, and gone away. Coming back, I realized this season, you know, so what about the commercialism? What really matters to me is the time that I get to spend with them, get to create memories with them. Our differences 
our, our, our similarities, whatever it is, it's a chance for me to not even worry about who did what, but just to love them. So my encouragement to you is whatever drink of preference, whether it's hot chocolate, um, mold wine, hot cider, something to warm you up, share with your family. Let them know that you love them this season. And begin because you are the rock star. You're meant to be different. You're not meant to be like the common everyday, whatever one does. Create value. Let this year be, a, as we enter this new year, put value into, into yourself. Apply the big five if you don't have any other disciplines that you want to. Or take the advice from my friends, like wake up earlier, practice meditation, or uh, practice gratefulness. Or even in spite of everything around you going to crazy, take risk. Or have a standard to reset your compass, your, your, your thermometer. Have it so that whenever... You're tempted to go stray. You can refocus on what's important to you, on the goal that you have for you guys. All right. Thank you for spending your Christmas Eve with me. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays for those of you who want to do other stuff. But uh, yeah, Miguel, you ready to go get your, your grove on with the fam? Yeah, you are. Everyone, once again, uh, all the way from Andrews, America, to your homes, to your cars, from my heart to your heart. This is Josefat Miliano and Miguel saying much love and many blessings. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Look at you accomplishing things. <laughs> like the podcast and try catching us live next time for now the hey rockstar live stream is aired every thursday hey rockstar is affiliated with low budget productions go to facebook like and follow lvp's page to learn more about the other amazing podcasts under their umbrella the energetic rock background music is by anwar amar also known as music today 80 josafat emiliano is a keynote speaker and mentor to connect and invite him for your next event, go to his Instagram and direct message him at Josafat Emiliano. That is J-O-S-A-F-A-T-E-M-I-L-I-A-N-O. So take the big five and go live life as a rock star.